Are you guys ready? All right, so it's Easter Sunday. I'm not sure how many Easter Sundays I've actually spoken at. I think it's like 35 now. It's close to 35. Uh, and, and so when, I, when I'm like, what am I going to talk on? It's like, I've talked on all this. Of course, nobody's ever heard, you know, I mean, a few people have heard the other 35 sermons, except maybe my wife. Uh, so, yeah, and she's not here, so she won't, wor- she won't worry about it. Uh, but but I, I was thinking about the, the times we live in right now. The times we live in right now are kind of, uh, the, well, they were weird for the last few years. Anybody say living in weird times? I don't know if you, 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 you open up the paper and you're like, Wow, that's weird. You know, things are not normal anymore. And the story of the resurrection is really about being completely disoriented. The things that the disciples were thinking is like, okay, Jesus, he's cool. He goes around, he's healing people, he's teaching people. I mean, we're on the move. I mean, just a week before, last week was the triumphal entry week, right? I mean, Jesus, he's riding his donkey, He's rolling into town. Everybody's going, "Woo, Jesus, yeah!" Now it's what we're talking about, and everybody thought, "Cool, this this is moving on." So the disciples are like, "This is good, man. We're going in the right direction." And then one week later, they're completely, one hundred percent disoriented because they they see they take him away, they beat him, they crucify him, they thrust the sword in his side, he dies. And they're like, oh, I guess that party's over. And then Jesus comes back. But he does it in a weird way. I mean, if I had hours, I could talk about all, all the little things he did because he's, he starts, he first meets a, a woman. He first, the, the first person that sees him is a woman. And he restores the humanity of women, but I don't, I'm not going to talk about that. And then he, he, he doesn't show himself to James and John. They run to the garden, and they're like, he's not here. <laughs> Who stole him? Because they couldn't figure out. I'm too disoriented to remember what Jesus said was happening. And so they go back home. And they're like, oh, man, we're, this is a bummer. And then Jesus is somewhere walking on the road to Emmaus, meets a couple of guys, instructs them. Hidden, hiddenly, and, it's, and then disappears, like, does this weird, weird disappearing thing. And then he shows up to 10 of the disciples. I don't know where Thomas was. He was probably, you know, it's like, oh, somebody's got to go out and get the Chinese food. Uh, you know, they call for some takeout, but they didn't have DoorDash back then. So what they had to do was they had to send somebody. So he's like, he's, he's bringing back the food to the guys, and, and they're like, Jesus showed up. He's like, nah, didn't happen. You know, they, you know, they think they're, he's spoofing them. And so that's the story I wanted to land on today because he was the most disoriented because not, not only had he missed Jesus after all of this, but his friends are telling him, Jesus is alive. And he's like, dudes, dudes, I don't know what, what, what you're drinking, but this is impossible. Now, 
most of us are, are, have been in the process of reorienting after the pandemic. For, uh, you know, at first it came, you know, remember when you were going to die? Somebody coughed on you? Remember, remember that? It's like, I remember uh, on March 15th, my, my daughter called, and I, I was still at work, you know, we were trying to move, move kids on and get everybody in there, like, we're shutting down for two weeks. Awesome. You, you remember that? And my daughter called, you know, leave immediately. <laughs> I am not going to die. I, I, I knew from the beginning that I wasn't going to die in the pandemic. I knew that. I, I, I don't know why I knew that. Same reason that Jesus knew he wasn't going to die from drowning. Remember he was in the boat in the sea? There was winds and waves and he's sleeping. And the disciples are going, Jesus, wake up, we're all going to die. He's like, uh, I, the way I was thinking, I'm going to be crucified, I'm not going to drown. So everything's going to be pretty cool. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this storm. Okay, that's another story for another day. So here we, we come to... Thomas. And, and the way this, this presented itself to me was I wanted to talk about what I, what I call the reorientation principle. And it's something that everybody needs to understand because we're all going to go through times where things happen in our lives where we feel completely out of it. It's like, I don't know what direction to go in. I don't know how this is going to work out. I look, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm confused. My friends are telling me this, my other friends are telling me that, and I don't know which way to go, right? I had this even happen to me this week. I won't tell you the whole story. I won't even tell you the little part of the story, but I, I had a series of people. It's, it's kind of like when, when people run in your office and they say, there's a fire. <laughs> there was no fire. Uh, the, you know, and then the next person comes in, there's a bigger fire. <laughs> you know, and that's how I was feeling is like, all, you know, my, the, the staff at the school was, was everybody, everybody was coming with bad news. And I'm like, oh. and, and I just started getting that weight in my spirit. And now I, was, I wasn't disoriented, but you know how it is. When things aren't going 100% perfect? Anybody? And, and then the, the voice comes in, all is lost. Literally. I mean, I mean you know, and I, I kick out that voice. I, I know that voice is the, the, the voice of darkness. But it, try, it seeps in. You know, no matter how you, how you got it all cocked up, there's a little leak somewhere, and it was sneaking in. And I noticed that through, uh, you know, Friday and, and yesterday, uh, I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't full of faith. I was like, oh, Lord. I wasn't fully disoriented, but I wasn't ready to go, hold on. I can trust Jesus. Now, where are you guys today? Do you have anything to worry about? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody worrying about anything? You got kids? <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like teaching your kids to drive, and then the day you let them drive away without you. I mean, it's bad enough when you're there, but you're going to die. You know? It's like, don't kill me, you know? And then you're like, okay, here's the car keys. I'm going to, I'm going to the mall. You're like, oh, no, that's worse. <laughs> I'd rather die with you. <laughs> than to know that you might die alone without me. <laughs> they all lived. They're still driving. They're, no, they're okay. So we have these times where things happen in our life 
and we get disoriented, and we need to get back to the orientation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So shall we read our story? Everybody say yay. Yay. Okay, good. So this is in uh, the Gospel of John, 20, 24 to 29. So here's, here's Thomas, went out for the takeout, came back. It says, now Thomas, we could just call him Tom for short, since Tom's here. So, so, so Tom, Tom, who was a twin, uh, one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. It's like the biggest moment of the disciples' life, and you missed it. I hate that. That seems like my life. Okay. So the other type, disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Woo! And he said, to, he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger in there where the nails were and put my hand in the side where he was speared, because saw, he saw the whole thing. I will not believe. i got to pause for a minute. How many have ever been there? It's like, nah. I don't, it, it's impossible. God, this is impossible. And then a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them this time, sent somebody else out. <clears throat> and though the doors were locked, now you got to realize that the disciples, if, if you read up just a few verses, the disciples, when Jesus first met them, it says that the doors were locked because they feared for their life. They thought they were going to die. <laughs> They're like, okay, Jesus is dead. We're next. We're locking. And that's where Jesus walks in. Well, it looks like they hadn't quite got over their fears, so they kept the door locked, and Jesus comes in again. Okay. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them, and though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I just love this. Because you could feel the anxiety of the room. They're like, there's something wrong here. Even though Jesus has already appeared to them, they were still like, yeah, I'm still not hedging. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging for the, you know, things still going south. And Jesus walks up to Thomas, doesn't say that. It says, he says, peace be with you. And then he says to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting. Stop di the word there is actually stop disbelieving, but believe. And Thomas said to him, and I'm sure he was falling down at this point, going, my Lord, my God. And then Jesus told him this, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed, happy are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Remember our sacred reading today? You've never seen him. You haven't seen him now, though you believe. Okay, 
So reorientation principle in three points. The reorientation principle says this. No matter what is going on in your life right now, you can always invite Jesus to come which, and trust him again. He will always be with you to encourage you, comfort you, direct you, and most of all, bring you peace in the midst of your storm. See, we always want the resolution. It's like, Lord, can, can you just fix my business in such a way that I'll never, ever have to think about finances again? How many would like that? Anybody in a business, you're like, I got so much saved up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but we'll talk. All right. But the thing that reorients us is always coming and allowing Jesus to come back. Because you'll notice what happened here. Thomas didn't go to Jesus. Jesus came to Thomas. Okay. So how many are worried about something in the future right now? I, I, you know, I, Jendi and I are very different. I'm a person that I, I would say I am up to date on all things geopolitical. Not, maybe not all things because I, I can't get to all the CIA files. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll be reading stuff and I'm like, man, we should worry. You know, I mean, we got things, we, you know, like we, we got banks crashing. I'm going to know that your money is not safe anymore. <gasps> you know, we, you know, we've got viruses that are going to kill us. And you're like, oh man, I can't breathe, man. Just, you know, if I start breathing, I'm going to die. Okay, and, and you know, and then of course we have World War Three. How many read that? We're in it. You know, some people are like, we're in World War Three. You know, I'm like, oh Jesus, Whew. And bad enough, I have to go home and worry about my kids when the whole world is imploding. Now, Jendi, so on the other hand, she hasn't taken any, any of it. She's happy. The only thing she listens to is her worship music. She reads her Bible. Man, Jesus is doing good stuff. I'm totally at peace, you know. The only news she gets is when I tell her the world's falling apart. I'm like, we're all going to die. And she's like, let's turn up the worship music a little bit. <laughs> let's bring Jesus into it. I'm like, okay. Now, it's good to be a, a son of Issachar, to know what's happening in the world and knowing how to deal with it. So I feel pretty good that I could help you. But with Jesus, it doesn't really help us. I can't fix the macro. If we have World War III tomorrow, I'm going to have to say, I gotta, how do I trust Jesus in this thing? Right? If the world falls apart, we lose all our money? We're all going to be over at my house eating rice and beans because I got a ton of them. <laughs> I'm a bit of a prepper. Uh, so, <laughs> so just come on over. We got a few, we got a few months worth. Anyway, shh, don't, I shouldn't have said that out loud. This is going to be bad. People on the Internet are going to go, Where, where's that guy's address? Look me up. Okay. No matter what happens when we're disoriented or worried or fearful, we can always come to Jesus 
And he, in the midst of it, will say, listen, I have your life in my hands. That's the story of Easter. And that's what, really, Thomas came to understand. Because you'll notice that when Jesus came to, to Thomas, he said, the first thing he says is, touch my hands. Why did he say that? Because Jesus heard him when he said, I'm not going to believe unless I touch his hands. See, Jesus hears what's happening in your soul right now. You're going, man, I'm worried about this. I'm not sure this is going to work out. This is bad stuff happening here. I don't know. Jesus is like, go ahead, touch the hand, put your finger in there. Go ahead. Yep, it's right there. Because Jesus is always wanting to prove his faithfulness to us. Now, I've been through a few crash and burns over my years. I'm like an old guy. Not as old as Leonard, but moving that way, moving that direction. And I've had some tragedy in the, in the family. I've had some, I won't say it the way I'd like to. I'm going to say it in a Christian. I've had some bummer days where I was really wondering if life was over as I knew it. And then the Lord leads me through that one. And guess what? I had another one. And I'm like, Lord, all is lost. And you know what? Lord led me through that one. And then what happened? Ah, I thought this Christian thing was going from glory to glory. I thought it was all good. How many have lived life this way? That life is going good, then it's not going good. And then you see the hand of God and the faithfulness of God, and then it's not going good. And then you see the hand of God and the faithfulness of God. Okay, so out of all of this, the way I reorient now, as I did yesterday, as I realized those, those fleeting thoughts that were going through my mind, was all I have to do is sit and say, Jesus, come to me. I want to touch your hands again. Now, as I was reading this, I guess I'm not sticking to my points here, but that's okay. I realized that Jesus says this thing. He said, you've seen me and believe. Blessed are those who have not seen me and believe. And the deal is, is that none, is, none of us has actually seen Jesus as the Jesus of the Bible. But actually, every one of us has actually seen Jesus. And right today, you can see him. You know where? He left us this thing called the body of Christ. Us. Isn't that awesome? That the reason that we gather is so that we can see Jesus in each other. Now, I love all my brothers and sisters, and I love my friends. I, I, know, who, I know who's watching today. I know who you are. Because you told me you'd be watching today. And I love you. 
But we cannot get the fullness of the body of Christ, the fullness of Jesus, without each other. When I see your hands now and I shake it, I get to say, thank you, Jesus. When I hug you, I get to say, look, it's Jesus. Because that's what the Bible says, that we are the body of Christ. And so today, we get to see Jesus in each other. You guys okay with that? So far, so good? All right. Let me go to my notes. I never, you guys know me. I never really get to my notes. So the first thing Jesus does when he shows up, I know, I'm on, I'm on point two if you're trying to put your shoes back on. <laughs> the first thing Jesus does is he comes with the word of peace. Because really in our life, the, the, the one thing we lose quickly is our peace. We lose the orientation with, okay, God's got this. And no matter what you're facing right now, no matter what it is, God has it. God has you in his hands. And he wants to speak to you peace. Stop fearing. One of the favorite things of the entire Bible, over 300 times, it says, do not fear. Because we are afraid of everything. Even if we don't read the news, we're afraid of tomorrow. What's tomorrow going to bring? How many are afraid of the future? A little bit. Like, ah, I don't, because, we're, because we don't have control of it. But guess who does? Guess who's already there? Yeah, that's right. God's already there, and he's like, okay, I got this. That's what he taught the disciples for three and a half years. I got this. I might have you. Why don't we, why don't we practice this? Say, you got this. Go ahead. Say it. You got this. All right, say it with conviction. You got this. Okay, so now when you step into tomorrow, and you're like, what? It's Monday. <laughs> I want you to say, you got this. Okay, you got it. All right. So in the visitation, the first thing he brings is peace. The second thing he, he, he brings is proof. And then the third thing he, he brings is his presence. Because the thing we need more than anything, you know how it is that sometimes you can't find your peace until you feel his presence. And the one promise that Jesus, he left, the last promise, I will never leave or forsake you. So, that's his promise to you today. Okay. You got this. All right. You got this. Which leads us to the, the last. He does this flip thing. Now, Jesus is always doing judo. He is. You know, devil comes at him. It's like guns and machine guns and knives and swords, and he's like, you got me. Crosses, you got me. And he rises from the dead. Ah, just kidding. Didn't get me. Because he's not subject to those things. All right. So, he says... Going forward, I want you to do this. I want you to believe first and then see later. How many want to be blessed? It says right here, blessed, 
are those who have not seen and yet believed. How many want to be blessed? Anybody want to be blessed here? Okay, okay. No, no one? No one? All right. All right, all right, put your hands up. Okay, we're, okay, woo! All right, that's what I say. Raise the roof. Okay, if you want to be blessed, you have to believe first and then see. But Lord, I don't like that. I want to see and then I'll believe you. But this is, is, is the amazing part of learning to walk with the invisible God. I was telling somebody uh, this morning that I, I saw something like this the first time. Jesus was fully God while he was on earth, but he was, he was also fully human. And he was not only showing us, but he had to walk the same path that we walked. He had to walk the path of faith. And even though he knew the story better than anybody else, he had to trust by faith that what he was doing was going to be fulfilled the same way. I never really looked at Jesus having to trust like, like that. But what he did was, I'm going to show you the path. I'm going to believe first, and then I will see. You know, Jesus was really dead. He was really dead. He didn't know that he was going to rise. I mean, he, he knew from the Word, but he didn't know in reality. So he had to put it right. So here we go. I'm going to wrap. Right now, you're conflicted. I want you to think about the thing that you're most concerned about. What are you most concerned about? Something that you worried about. Anybody worry about anything this week? Okay. Okay, I, I did. And now we know that God's got it, but I want, you, I want you to really say, Lord, I put my trust in you in this situation. Guys with me? And when we do that, he promises that we will see his hand. Okay, so you're conflicted. Right now, you're going through the same thing that we all go through. Yeah, preacher dude's talking about stuff that I believe mostly, or should, and yet I can't get my mind to fully go, kind of what, what uh, Dean was saying. I, yeah, I do. I get, I get it. But right now, I, I, I help me in my unbelief. And so I want to end, I end, I end this way. Because I, I, the, Christianity is a living it's a, it's a living faith. It's every day you got to wake up and go, okay, Jesus, you got this. <laughs> and, and I have no idea what tomorrow's going to bring, and neither, neither do you. But I know there's something in me, and I have to remind myself. That's why we celebrate Easter every time. It's like, that's right. Jesus rose from the dead. He's got this. And even the, 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 the hardest things for uh, the hardest thing for all people to 
to get their head around is the concept of death itself. The last enemy is what the Bible calls it. And Jesus says, I got this too. Now, some of you are old. You're fewer heartbeats away from Jesus. I know I'm going to live into my 90s. I am svelte. I almost fit in my suit. Actually, I had a little room in my suit today. Uh, I told, told Jenny, I'm like, oh, look, I, I've got an extra belt loop. I'm, I, you know, sometimes I put these on for a wedding, and I'm like, shoot, i got to lose some pounds. <laughs> I thought I'm going to reorient. Anyway, no one knows. But Jesus taught us that when he rose from the grave, we all who trust in him will also rise again from the grave. Anyway, so here's how we're going to end. I'm going to, we're going to end in prayer, in active prayer. And I've got two groups of people. First group, you've either never met Jesus or you stopped walking with him because of some point of disappointment. I know how easy it is to say, well, God, he hasn't come through here And so unless he proves himself to me again, I'm not going to walk with him. And this happens to believers and those who have never believed before. And this morning, Easter's all about renewal. It's all about saying, let's do this thing again. I'm going to trust you again. I, I stopped, but I'm doing it again because I want to trust you. And so the first group, I'm going to pray and, uh, He's always offering the same, the same deal as before. My presence, my peace for you. Second group, it also can include the first. Uh, you're fearful, worried, might be disillusioned about what, what is happening with my life. And you're disoriented. And you need Jesus to simply come and bring his peace to you. So will you just bow your heads with me this morning? Just as I made that choice to stop listening to the prince of darkness that loves to lead us to disorientation and say, no, no, Jesus has got this. That's what he wants for us this morning. So, Lord, we just come to you now. We pause. You're welcome here. You're welcome in our hearts. Lord, we know this isn't about sermons and celebrations. It's about every day we get to wake up and go, wow, this world seems against me. At times, things are happening that are beyond my control. And it would be really great if a living God would come and help me. Lord, we all have situations in our lives where we need your touch and your presence and your counsel and your encouragement. So, Lord, just as you did with Thomas, 
come into our hearts. Speak peace and teach us to say, I believe first thou, because you're worthy. And in each of the things that we're specifically concerned with right now, we're going to believe you first and then see your hand later. And just while we're in this moment of pause, maybe you're, you're here and you've either never trusted Christ for his freedom in your life. Maybe you didn't know that the reason he died was to bring us to a relationship with him where you could hear his voice and know him and walk with him. And along with that comes the forgiveness of all of our sins, all the stupid stuff we've done, all the things we struggle with on the inside. He loves to set us free from that. And it says because he died on the cross, and when we trust in him, he removes those things. And if you've never prayed a prayer like that that says, Lord, I, 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 want, I, I believe in you and I trust you, uh, go ahead and just do that if that's how your heart's directed this morning. Just go ahead and say, I, I, I want you, Jesus. I want you. And he will show you who he really is. That's what's so amazing. That's why we're here today. And Lord, for all of us, as we conclude this moment, I'm excited. It says that we rejoice with inexpressible joy. We can't express <laughs> the fullness of what joy we experience when we see you. My Lord and my God, there you are. I thought you were gone, but here you are once and for all. We love you, Lord, and thank you for what you're now doing in our lives. We're going to say you've got this for the rest of this week and for the rest of our lives when we face things that are challenging. We trust in you. Amen. Well, that was a pretty weak amen. Do you want that to happen? Amen, amen means... Let it be. Let it happen. All right. Amen? Amen. All right. Amen. Okay, we got it. We got it. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we have a couple other things that are going to happen. Um, we've, got, we've got a lunch prepared. If you have time and you're not moving on to the next thing, hang out with us and eat lunch together. We also have our missionaries from Burma. Um, it, it, after lunch and after you get kids and all that kind of stuff, if you'd like, um, we're, they're going to be sh uh, showing some slides of their ministry there and sharing uh, s some of their uh, inexpressible joy that they have in, in working in a country that is completely war-torn and destroyed and how they are finding faith in the resurrection of Christ in that. Uh, so it's like it's, uh, they'll just be in here sharing casually uh, this presentation, but that'll be after we eat. But I just want you to know that that's going to be there. Uh, and I think that's it. If you have children, don't forget them. 
<laughs> Some people are like, great date night. Woo. <laughs> like, I love this church. <laughs> uh, those who are joining us online, God bless you. Have a wonderful Easter rest of your day. Uh, God's got this. Uh, know that for sure. For those with us, God's got this. Whatever you're struggling with, uh, God's going to show himself faithful because that I know he always does. Okay. Thank you. Uh, shall we? He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. Okay, you may all rise. Have a great day. We'll see you later. <laughs>